Welcome back to Tell Me Your Story. I say welcome back because maybe you were listening to a program on a Sunday at 7 a.m. or 7 p.m. or maybe a Monday morning at 1 a.m. or 9 a.m. on a Wednesday uh, that we then stream live at richarddugan.com. And uh, so it's always nice to have you with us with our podcasts on SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, Stitcher, Player FM, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and a bunch of other places on the Internet. Uh, and our thanks to those folks who have reposted many of our interviews. Hey, I appreciate it. A uh, matter of fact, I'm going to give you a number here. Now, you know that I know I mention the numbers, okay? I get that. I do mention them. I only mention them as a point of reference that more and more people are listening. So as we come to the end of 2022, and we're not quite there yet, but we're close. I started podcasting and posting on SoundCloud in January of 2018, and we just went over 90,000 listens. 90,000. Now, Melissa who is our guest. Uh, she is a returning guest, actually, to our program. Uh, and we're very happy to have her with us to talk about the work she's doing. Melissa Hughes uh, is a real pleasure. You probably know a little bit better uh, how these numbers equate to anything uh, than I would, because it's not something that I've really researched. All I know is they say, well, you need to be a podcast. You need to put them up on the internet and put them on your website. And of course, I used to create, I used to upload them to my hosting service, and then I'd create a link. But then when SoundCloud came along, I was told about this. It just made it so much easier. In any event, 90,000 plus. And then I'm up to 96 subscribers on YouTube where you can watch these interviews. Once again, it doesn't bother me that I'm only at 96 after, what, a year and a half? Maybe about a year and a half. Two and a half. A year and a half. year and a half. year and a half. Anyway. All that aside, uh, Melissa, thank you so much for rejoining us to talk about uh, your uh, work through the website you have, which is called, ladies and gentlemen, Live Rich and uh, Spread Wealth. LiveRichSpreadWealth.com. That is the website. And, of course, Melissa is a self-made millionaire. She was, by 31 years of age, a self-made millionaire. She's also the founder of Live Rich Spread Wealth global movement, and uh, a master business coach, best-selling author, international speaker, and consultant. And I'm glad she's here to um, share some of her consulting knowledge with us. We're going to try to go through some of those steps. Melissa, thank you again for joining us on the program. Well, it's an honor to be here, Richard. I love what you're up to. I'm so glad to be back. And um, you know what? About those views and clicks, you know, what I love about you, Richard, is that you don't do it for the views and clicks. You're out there to just authentically spread the word. Yeah. You curate who you have come on your show. And it is an honor to be here. And you know what? Because of all the great information that you provide your listeners, including myself, I have no problem. I love sharing your podcast out there in the universe because if I love it, I'm sure other people will like it and we can keep on sharing and, and enjoy this together. Well, one of the things that uh, I am intrigued by this whole Internet thing, which uh, was relatively new to me when I was interviewing, period. And I would save the interviews uh, back in uh, the early 90s, mid 90s, when uh, computers came along. I would have certainly do the digital thing. And uh, then I would save them. And I mean, I've got hundreds and hundreds on CD uh, that I, I probably need to transfer and maybe upload because the information with those guests is just as relevant uh, today as it was back then. 
and we're talking now 30. I'm going 30 years. Wow. Uh, yeah, really. Uh, I've been told I sound pretty much the same as I did back then, although I'd be hard-pressed to believe that. I'd like to think that there was some, some level of improvement, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I want to talk to you about this aspect of uh, business. And, and the first place I want to start, because I do want to get into some steps. I want to get into some, some steps that people can take if they know that what they're doing right now isn't really what they want to be doing. They have had this dream, this aspiration, this thing that's been nagging at them, hey, in some cases for decades. Right. Um, and nothing has come of it. And it's because they haven't done what is needed. And nobody can do it for them. They have to do it themselves. Um I want to touch first upon what we uh, touched on in the program last time, but I want to expand on this in terms of uh, our inner life, uh, that still small voice, again, as we talk about on this program, uh, people encouraging people to go within during the decade of perfect vision, the 2020s. Um, talk to us about that. Uh, how do we... How do we scratch that itch and bring right. it into physical manifestation? Right. You know, the real beautiful thing about this when it comes to your intuition is that everybody has it, which I love. But, you know, we don't all listen to it. And when we do listen, sometimes we don't take any action around it. And I think it's just that we have a hard time trusting ourselves. I know that I've had a hard time earlier on trusting that that little voice, because it's so little and it's so clear and it's not, it doesn't feel it needs to compete with anything, right? So all the loud voices we're surrounded by. And so we say, oh, well, it's louder. It must be the real answer. But then those loud voices that we follow, you know, we end up being in corners, situations, predicaments, relationships, even that we're like, oh my goodness, <laughs> that little voice had something after all, and I'm regretting this big time, you know? And so I think the biggest thing is, first of all, understanding that it's not magic. It's like right there with you. Everybody has it. It's part of, it's part of the packaging from the manufacturer. And the little mm -hmm. voice, you know, it, you know, it's the voice when it's consistent. It's not yelling. It's not doing a whole hoopla like the loud voices are. It's just that consistent. It, whatever it said five years ago is going to say the same thing five years later if you haven't done it. And at some point in time, it's so important to listen to the voice and to, you know, go for it. Take some action. Action. The little voice really represents the highest version of yourself. It knows what that is. So when it's giving you um, direction or telling you, ah, you know, I'm not sure about that. When you're like questioning, it might be the facts. It might be lining up that one plus one equals two. But guess what? There's so many possibilities. Your possibility might be three and it might not be two. So sometimes you need to listen to that little voice. You can have the data, but if you have a nudge, if you have a knowing, explore that. And it, and it will not set you down a negative path. I believe that we don't really know how to trust ourselves. And hence, we don't know how to trust our intuition or that divine guidance. And when we don't trust it, we might listen to it for a moment. And then all of a sudden, we just run with whatever we feel like we got. And we, we ignore it from then on. We say, oh, I got that little piece that you gave me. Let me go. I'll see you later. As a matter of fact, real specific example. 
um, in my business, you know, I feel like I have been listening. This is earlier on. I felt like, yeah, I was listening to my intuition. And what I what I was really doing is I'd have those questions. I'd be talking to God about. I'd be like, I say, prayer is is talking to God. Meditating is listening. Yeah. So I'd listen. And I get what I what it is, and I just run to the races, you know what I mean? And then I wonder why didn't this work out? Like, why didn't I knew this is what I got the message to do? Why isn't it walk, not working out? It didn't work out because I got the message and I left God behind. Like <laughs> I left the intuition, I left everything behind. So I was like, okay, I'll, I can do this. Bye. See you later. Thanks for that. Yeah. And then I keep on hitting my head against the wall. And I was like, I was, I remember I was in a Turks and Caicos with my sister. She's at the beach. I'm in the, in the hotel room. And I had to apologize. I was like, God, my bad. Like, it's my bad. <laughs> like, 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 I get it now. Like, I understand when you share with me and you have this divine guidance that's already built in my atmosphere and my soul and you give me that direction, oh, you're supposed to go with me. Oh. <laughs> like I'm not, you're going with me. So at any point in turn, at any left turn or right turn, I can tap into my intuition to find out what's that next step. So it's like a relationship. It's not a one and done. It's, it's not a one and done. It is really sur surrendering to being in the surrender of living in that divine, if you will, living in that intuition, getting the direction that is always really serving your good. Even when you're outside of your comfort zone, as I have been several times, I realized in that moment that I had to say, look, not only will I get the message, but I will be connected to that message. I'll be connected to the next step and the next step and the next step. And I won't always lean on my own understanding because my own understanding, no matter how smart I am, there's still bigger possibilities and that will, that will serve me way more. So if I'm just leaning on what I know, I'm living a small life and a small existence. Mm. It's not right or wrong. It's just a choice that we all have. Melissa Hughes is my guest. Live rich, spread wealth. Uh, that is something that uh, I uh, am uh, doing my utmost to live by because uh, the rich part uh, does not necessarily have a dollar sign attached to it. It is taking whatever, shall we say, assets one has. All of, yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. The quirky, the education, the experiences. Did All I say it. the quirky? That unique thing that you're like, oh gosh, why do I have this? That is the gift that you have. <laughs> Don't let it go. Embrace all of you because all of you is what makes you rich. That self-acceptance, that self-love, that allows more abundance to come your way. Mm -hmm. If there's any separation from who you are and, and if, you, if you're judging yourself, if you're super hypercritical, uh, if you're if you're filled with that, it's hard to stay connected to love. Mm. Well, we're going to talk about some of the steps that are necessary uh, to move forward uh, to, as I said earlier, scratch that itch here on yeah. Tell Me Your Story. I'm Richard Dugan, your host, and it is really a pleasure to have Melissa Hughes back with us as we uh, head towards 2023, if you can believe it. Um, I still think back to the 1960s and watching the Jetsons and thinking that was the 21st century and thinking, wow, that's going to be really cool. And we're not even close as far as that's concerned. But I have a feeling that that's, that's not where we're, it's not where we're headed. It's not the way we're headed. We are actually 
we are actually going to, uh, uh, I think, expand on an area of our being that is even more important than even, as I've described earlier, that itch that we need to scratch. Because by scratching that itch, if you will, maybe that's a bad analogy, but be that as it may, there's something about that that, can I put it, I think I can put it this way, uh, Melissa, that feeds our soul, that, that does more for us than, than the millions that you earned at, uh, uh, or the millions, the million that you earned by the age of 31. Yes. Absolutely. I will tell you that at 31, earning millions and the first time I made a million, um, I was lonely. I wasn't comfortable with abundance. I felt that in my mind, success meant being by yourself. Um, you know, I, I had a lot. I had not been developed personally. I had not gone on that journey to the maximum yet. Um, it is also earned, having my own business on my way to my first million where I, I got religion. I got spirituality. Let's put it that way. Mm -hmm. <laughs> having your own business, like there, there are so many things, so many moving parts. And when I realized, um, you know, on that Thursday when I didn't know if I can make, you know, pay payroll, I mean, the next day I was able to make it, but it, it took my mom and my grandmother praying for me to make it through that night. Because in that moment, I said to myself, I would rather die than to face people and tell them that I could not pay them when they had already worked it. And I know that this payment for them meant food on their family's table. And that was the first time I ever experienced that before. Mm. And these two ladies prayed for me over that night. And when I walked, and I made it through the night, when I walked towards my first one with the spa, the spa, there was a man waiting to pay for the, his wife's membership, which covered payroll and supplies. Wow. And so that's when I knew, because that age that I was, I was that hyper type A. If I couldn't figure it out, I'd do something different. I just I just hit that wall over and over again. I had the energy. I had the umspah. But in that moment, I was, I was down and out. I was tapping out off the world, off the planet. And the fact that I made it through the night, and that's the miracle that I, that I was able to experience, that's why I'm here today. So that's the thing that is, it's bigger than us. And that's when you're really in alignment, when you're able to, that's why I discovered, that was the beginning of me of discovering, oh, like it's not all by my might. <laughs> like, like that had nothing to do with my might. <laughs> yeah. Let me just be crystal clear. I think but that's, that's something else that we need to, to keep in mind too is, yes, I have this vision. I have this dream. Uh, I have this idea, but... I'm not going to fulfill it on my own by myself because it doesn't work that way. But it's still my vision, shall we say. It is. It, it's, it is your vision. And so the beautiful thing about it being your vision is you don't need anyone's permission to follow it. Mm. It was a seed that was planted for you, for you, designed specifically for you. So it's kind of like your baby. You know, don't look for people to say how beautiful your baby is. Your baby, like your baby is your gift to yourself, is the be most beautiful person in the world. And so when you have your vision that's birthed from your soul, then it's you don't need other people's permission to, to pursue it. And if they cannot buy into your vision, that's on them. That's not you. And you can't expect them to. They'll have their own vision. They'll have their own journey. So first of all, treasure what is the message that you received. Treasure that. Yeah. Then, then take the action. 
You know, you don't have to know all of the steps. You just need to know the next step and then the next step. So the vision is big, but all you got to do is keep on moving. When you're in moving, you can be guided. When you're in motion, you can be guided. Yeah. If you just stay still and you don't do anything, well, there's nothing that anyone can do with you. Even your intuition can't do it if you just, if all you're doing is sitting there, you know, yeah. it's, it's kind of that thing when they talk about manifestation, yeah. you know, it's not just talking and, and saying what you want. You got to actually step into what you want. Hmm. That's that's where it uh, that's where and I think I used this analogy with you back uh, in our last program together, our last conversation uh, having to do with uh, all of these tools in my ever expanding toolbox. That's a beautiful thing is that the toolbox is not one size. It just keeps growing every time I put a new one in there. And um, so so what you're basically saying is that you got to take the tools out and start doing something with them. Uh, yes. Emotion. Wow. Emotion is, as I've heard this phrase, maybe you said this the last time, energy in motion. Yes, it is. It yeah. is. It is. And you want to make sure that you're putting the right energy towards it, right? So, mm -hmm. so you need to be in the realm of that it is possible and that you can be human and it doesn't have to be perfect. But there's joy in following your purpose. There's joy in stepping into your vision. And quite frankly, what you want wants you. So if you have that attitude, that will help you out in the days that are not so perfect. Mm. And so your state has to be filled of like a higher energy, a higher frequency. If you're in sorrow, if you're fearful, if you're um, ashamed, these are things that will not support you in getting closer and closer to the success of your vision. If you stay in love, if you stay in gratitude, gratitude is one of the biggest muscles that mm. can create limitless possibilities. When you're grateful for everything, it is very hard for even the opposition, the fear to even cut through that. It's hard for it to get through that. Because if you if you fall down and you're thankful that you're still alive, well, damn it, it didn't work. Mm. <laughs> it didn't mess up your day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, if you get in an accident and you're still alive and okay, the insurance will take care of that. And if not the insurance, at least you still have a hoopty to ride through. Yeah. If you're happy for that, yeah. that, that yeah. The, you're winning. You're winning. Yeah. That level of gratitude, no matter what the circumstance of find, the nugget in the situation is very key to being able to keep on pursuing your vision. The gratitude though, it's not enough to be grateful. And I found myself in this, in this scenario a few times. You also have to be in a state of worthiness. You, yes, thank you, thank you, thank you, but also, I'm worthy of receiving this, which I am grateful for. Uh, not, oh, no, I, I, that's not, no, no thank you, but I, I thank you anyway, but no, it's, I, you know. And, and we, we, we discount ourselves. I guess the, the one phrase I hear or the one word I, I use quite often is self-deprecation. Right. Even in gratitude. It's humble, uh, humble acceptance. Yes. If you're not stuck on being worthy, if that's something that you're not able to tie yourself to that wagon yet. Mm -hmm. Humble acceptance. To be able to still receive it, though. Humble acceptance. And um, I have heard, like, I actually have a, a nephew that had a life of six months exactly, right? Joyful child. On the, like, on the day, my sister's, my sister, one of my sister's sons. And at the funeral, she was so grateful to have had 
her child, she said, if God told her ahead of time and said, look, I have this soul that I want you to care for for six months, she would have said yes. She was thankful for the opportunity to be entrusted with the soul. Um, you know, didn't know, well, this baby died without any reason. I think that happens maybe sometimes. It happened to this one. And she was so thankful. At the funeral, she is thankful to, to, to even have the opportunity. You know, that's amazing. Like, like the, these are the things that you can be rightfully bitter around. Like, yeah. like if, you, if you want to be mad for the rest of your life, so be it. I get it. But when you can actually take tragedy and say, you know what? I am thankful in this moment because of what I received from this little child with the joy that he's been, he's been a bright light to those that were in our, to our family, mm-hmm. all of those things. Mm-hmm. That's a powerful place to be. Yeah. yeah. And as a result, she has three sons and they're fine and healthy. And she has more, she has a full house now, you know what I mean? But, but that was a, that's a powerful place to be. And if she had been distraught for, you know, she has every right to be, everybody has their own cycle of guilt and um, not guilt, but um, grief. If you right. Will. Yeah. But because she was still grateful to have had this soul for that amount of time, it still allowed the possibility for more blessings to flow into her life. If she had been stuck in time and not be willing to move or move forward, that those, those other children would not have come through. Mm. Would not have been in that. Yeah. She, if you're, oh, what? This is what happened in the first one. So I can't do that again. Mm. Yeah. Melissa Hughes is my guest. And we're talking about her, uh, the work that she does through a website. It is entitled LiveRichSpreadWealth.com. That's the website. LiveRichSpreadWealth, all one word, believe it or not, dot com. There are some of us who used to write like that, folks. And you are listening to Tell Me Your Story. I'm Richard Dugan, your host. And uh, it's really a pleasure to uh, have you with us, Melissa. Melissa, what if there was a, a single title? We'll continue on with uh, some of these aspects of, of uh, fulfilling one's dream. But what title would you give yourself overall, aside from all of the others that I mentioned earlier, which there are quite a few of them, um, uh, or none at all? I mean, it's, it's certainly up to you. In terms of uh, uh, the person that you are, the person that you present to people, and the work that you are here to do. So I don't have any special titles other than the ones that you've already seen. I would just, I really, I really stand for authenticity, but I know even more important than that is integrity. Mm. Cause when I'm in like, since I'm in, it doesn't matter which, which circle you meet me in. I'm the same. <laughs> right? right. And it wasn't always that way. It used to be that if I was working in corporate America, I'd be a certain way because they don't want all of me. They just want the part that's going to deliver on the goods. Mm-hmm. If I'm with my friends and they're like laid back, then I'm not the smartest person in the room because I just want to make sure that we're just cool. We're all equal. We're not like trying to show we're not. You know, I didn't want to be too braggadocious, too. Brilliant. Even though I had successes, I was able to dim my light to make sure they're, everybody's comfortable. So I would say now I'm just in integrity with all of who I am. And so in that regard, no matter what circle I am, I'm comfortable. I, I'm with the people I want to be with. I, I'm at the places that I want to be, when I want to be, with who I want to be with and doing what I want to do. And that allows me to be all the other things like authentic, like, um, you know, uh, a messenger because it's consistent. It's not going to change. <laughs> you know, It allows me to be filled with joy and it allows me to live rich and spread wealth 
because it allows that level of integrity in my soul and in my being uh, allows my clients to be able to know that what they get is what they get. And there's no switcheroo and none of that. So I feel like integrity is the biggest thing. Um, and I, and I, and I, um, and I kind of, you know, when I read about the people that I have modeled after, like my grandparents and things of that nature, they showed me what that looked like. Yeah. You know, it, they showed me what does it look like to have your values and still you could serve people, but you could still have your values. Like you don't have to judge anyone. It's not, I'm not God. <laughs> like I'm not, I'm not yeah. that's not my job. So I can be the servant, servant heart and the servant leader and be non-judgmental and still be myself. I don't have to brighten my light. I don't have to dim my light. I just have to be me. Hmm. Well, that's why I, I have shifted from the, the word tolerance to acceptance, because in the word tolerance, there's judgment. And like you said, I'm not God, you know, uh, you know, you can be the person you want to be and I'll accept you because you're, you're a member of the human race for starter. You're, yeah. you're my brother, you're my sister. Um, and, and if I don't like some of the things that you say or some of the things that you do, I can, I could, I could state that, but you know, it's one of those things where I just, uh, I, I just find it interesting that people, um, they want to cast aspersions. They want to, uh, to, 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 um, have something against somebody else like leverage and, I'm sitting here going, but I don't want to carry that around. No, you know? no, it does. <laughs> it's it's like an anchor that that keeps it you is. from moving, you know. And yet I know a lot of people and close friends too that they hold on to grudges and things like this. And that's one of the things that is is a little disturbing to me uh, in that respect. And and I I'm hoping that people will start to learn that not only is it a weight that anchors you that keeps you from moving forward. But there's also, and I'm, I'm going to use this word, but there's also an Einsteinian phrase that also epitomizes this. Uh, and it's basically karma, you know, and what comes around goes around. Or for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. You can't maintain that attitude without doing damage to yourself. And really, that's, that's the only one you're doing damage to. If not yourself, also your legacy. Yeah. Like we are all very influential in whatever circles we're in and what we teach and how we represent. We don't even know if you don't understand how important you are to humanity. Like everyone is valuable and there are ripples, whether you want them to be ripples or not. <laughs> just, yeah. that's, just, yeah. that's just how it works. <laughs> and so there is, there isn't a react, a chain reaction. And sometimes it goes the way you predicted, but sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit more about uh, uh, this, this process that we're in. Uh, you know, I, I have this idea of, uh, um, oh, I don't know. I'll just throw this out there. You know, it's interesting. I'm, uh, I'm a part of a company that is putting on performance here in Santa Barbara. It's the first thing I, it's the first time I've ever done anything like this. Now I've been a part of choruses before, uh, where we would sing uh, at different facilities, you know, nursing homes, things like this, or schools or what have you. I was in Madrigals in high school. Uh, I had a quartet a few years back that, that we would go around during on Valentine's Day, you know, and people would buy these singing Valentines, and we'd give the recipient a rose and a, a card and, and a little thing of chocolates and so forth that the, uh, the, the, the other loved one uh, bought for them. 
Uh, but this is on stage in front of a whole bunch of people, three performances. I've never done anything like this before. Stepping out there, I'm not really acting. I'm part of the chorus, okay? Yeah. I'm part of the chorus. Um, but I do have, I think, uh, one or two lines in Act One. Anyway, um, so I have stepped out of my comfort zone. And I'm going to tell you, after hearing what the director said uh, this past Saturday, uh, to the cast that was there. He was not a happy camper. And there was a part of me that wanted to say, I don't think, I don't think I'm going to do this. This is, this is too hard. I, I can't take that kind of... And of course, he wasn't directing at me because I wasn't the one that he was talking to. Um, but then I, I ran that through my mind. And I also remember what I read at the front end of the, the thing in September that said... And please, if you're going to make the commitment, stick to it all the way to the end because everybody will be counting on you as you will be counting on everybody else to be there. And I thought, I can't do that to them. So I'm going to, however it turns out is how it turns out. Well, that's what I love. But you're, I got you're out of my comfort zone. Is that is that one of those aspects that, that we have to do in order to, to uh, manifest uh, is 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 get uncomfortable absolutely you have to get uncomfortable because you know what there's because you're going outside your comfort zone you're making an opportunity for things to experience that you haven't experienced before so yes the the the, the this is flip that's the other side of the coin so even though you have never done it before you've done a lot of things so now this is your next assignment right so now so now why go back to that this is the next part of your getting outside your comfort zone. So you know, okay, I'm stepping out here, I'm totally uncomfortable, but as a result of that, there's other possibilities that can come through because you're willing to do that. There are people that you can meet, there's experiences that you can have. I mean, it makes for a richer life. Yeah. And the other thing too is um, that when you do this, especially if you have a significant other, you may be separated from them for a time. I mean, my goodness, every Monday night, I leave the house at 6, and I don't get home till 9.30. And then Saturdays in December, every Saturday this month until the performance, uh, I am uh, at uh, uh, all-cast rehearsal. We're doing the blocking. We're at the staging and all this stuff and, and on and on and on. And I'm not, I'm not home. But when I do come home, uh, you know, I'm usually feeling pretty good, a little tired, but still feeling pretty good that, wow, this is interesting. I mean, because I've uh, the, the people here in Santa Barbara, for example, it's like living in Hollywood as a matter, in a matter of speaking, because most most people are, are involved in some way, shape or form in the performing arts, if not, you know, the, the arts, uh, you know, painting and sculpting and so forth. So uh, it's just really an interesting area to be in that that. Uh, even though I suppose people would say, well, well, Richard, you've been doing these radio shows for 43 years and da 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 Yeah, that's that's me being me, okay? Right, 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 right. That's within your comfort zone. <laughs> that's in my comfort zone, exactly. This is a safe, safe place. Melissa, thank you so much. <laughs> but um, you bring back to those different relationships yes, something new. 
Right. So first of all, that's another reason why it's important to follow your vision, because when you do that, you expand, you're happier, you're in alignment. That benefits your family. It benefits your children to see that when you're not following your vision and you're someplace where you know you do not want to be and does not bring you joy, that also your family sees that your your, your spouse or your significant other sees that you are Un, uh, unhappy, unfulfilled. That has, you know, kickbacks there too. And your children don't get to experience you in your, you know, in your joy. Uh, they see you in your tiredness, in your in your sadness. And they also, now that's their model or that's their experience of you. And so when, when you're actually in following your purpose, you know, first of all, when you do have a significant other, because I think it's always important when you have a significant other that appreciates the fact that you're out there and actually sets up a construct so you can leave the house and have this good time. I always tell my husband, thank you so much. Because if it wasn't for him as my the person I picked to be with, then and he 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 uh, celebrates me being myself and finding and 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 being fulfilled and, and being joyful as I do him. But that means that we're not always going to be together. But when we get together, we get to compare notes. We have something new to talk about. I get to be vulnerable again. And he says, "Oh man, I didn't do this before, but this is this is really fun. Let me share with you what it is." You know, so that's like even more richness in the relationship, the appreciation. And you know, I will have to say, disclaimers. I know that it's not always that way in all relationships no no it is not how about the challenge the one partner and again this doesn't necessarily have to be an intimate relationship it should be friends you know good friends you know best friends kind of thing uh what do they call them uh, is it bff i think it is yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you know <laughs> anyway um and the one is stepping out doing stuff and the other one just isn't doing much of anything. They go to work, they come home, to dinner, to this, to that, the other, or they just do their usual thing. And they're watching. It's almost like they're watching the world go by. You know, and and they're not they're not uh, they're not expanding their uh, as we were taught in school or or when I was a kid growing up. Go to the library and read a book and expand your horizons. You know, and they're not doing that. And so yeah. they become. It's a combination of envious. And uh, almost uh, uh, jealous and then even spiteful over the fact that you love your job or your extracurricular activities and so forth. And that is something that, that, that could derail you and your vision. It can if you allow it to. And sometimes when you are filled with joy and doing your vision and out there following your purpose, it actually also ends up reminding the people that aren't doing that. And then they'll make you wrong for you doing it because <laughs> you're doing the work. It actually takes work. So if they have their own purpose, but they're choosing not to do the work and you're doing the work and you're getting so much fulfillment out of it, it kind of ends up being a glaring, you know, it, it kind of like, oh, well, let's keep you small so I don't have to do anything. <laughs> So you have to be mindful of that. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you know, it's our responsibility as individuals to follow our purpose. It's not your friends. It's not my spouse. It's not anybody's but my own. And it can be done in an inclusive manner. However, if you are surrounded by people that do not support you and celebrate you as a human being, they are not going to be giving you life. They will be sucking you dry. Mm. And that's a choice. It's a difficult choice and sometimes for sure, but you owe it to yourself. We are all given this breath. Yeah. Each as individuals. 
and we owe it to ourselves to make the most of the time that we're on this earth. We are talking with Melissa Hughes, LiveRichSpreadWealth.com's the website, and this is Tell Me Your Story. I'm Richard Dugan, your host, and Melissa Hughes is my guest. And, uh, you know, you said something that's rather interesting that I want to kind of pursue a little bit here. I was going to say this is a different form of, but I like the phrase that you used, giving life. Giving life to self. Um, we really, we think we can give life to other people, but we can't. We can only give life to ourselves. That's it. We can, and as a result, it can inspire other people to do the same if they choose. Mm-hmm. But we cannot, no, we can't, we cannot totally, we can't control other people. We can only control ourselves. And yeah. you know what? At the end of the day, when I found that out, I was so happy. <laughs> <laughs> so you no longer felt responsible, did you? I felt like, oh my gosh, why are they doing this? And they need to do this different. And, they need to do and everybody else. So, but then I realized, oh, wait a minute. I only have to be responsible for myself and how I, my perception of how I'm dealing with my life. What am I doing to create experiences that I'm not complaining about somebody else? What am I doing to create a different experience while I'm here? I'm not here to control anybody else. They can do whatever they want. So seeing as I have no control over that, what do I have control over? And that's myself. And if I'm saying that, oh, my gosh, you know, they're doing this and they're doing that. Well, guess what? Well, what am I doing? (laughs) So what am I doing to get the joy and to be in action and to be what what is my passion? What's my purpose? How about that? Let me fill my days up with things that I truly have control over and I will reap the most benefits from. Well, here's a kicker. Do you think that someone who is uh, challenged by that attitude of self, they've got the vision, they want to do something, but they're kind of stuck. Therapy, do you think that's a a direction that one might go? And does it necessarily have to be uh, a professional therapist, psychologist, psychiatrist, etc.? That's a great question. So there are times in our lives where we get disconnected from humanity, get disconnected from life, and that's a real situation. And it depends on what it is. So so first of all, we're not going to be, I mean, most people cannot go it alone. And sometimes we can fall down pretty bad. We need someone to pick us up. Sometimes it might be therapy. Some of mine, it might be a great friend, a mentor, a coach, um, a confidant. You know what I mean? But but just to, just to know that you're not by yourself, that whether it is an informal relationship or a formal relationship, you owe it to yourself to live your best life. So recruit whatever resources you need to support you from breaking through anything that you feel like are your challenges. You know, no one's perfect and everybody doesn't know how to do everything right. So if I have it, if I'm falling down in one particular area, like my health and my well-being, then guess what? Me looking at myself all day, saying all the things I should have, would have, could have done, that's not going to be productive for me. I need to step out of my world and find the support so that I have accountability for me to stay healthy because I really want to be here for my child. I really want to be there to see her grow up and do whatever she's going to do. Don't care what she's going to do. I do. But I'm just saying I would rather be there to see it all. So I'm highly motivated, but I, but I'm not the best one to say, Melissa, what do you think about working out today? Well, self, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Won't happen that way. Yeah. And and the issue of resp- personal responsibility, I will tell you that back when I was working in Phoenix for that a Christian station, it, the dirty word was, and it was a hyphenated word, I guess, 
personal responsibility. Because if good things happened, then it was God. And if bad things happened, it was the devil. And I'm sitting here going, that makes me a puppet on a string being manipulated by forces I do not understand. And it's like, I can't accept that. I just cannot buy into that philosophy uh, because if that's the case, then the one thing that goes right out the window is the fact that my life has meaning. If I'm just a puppet on a string, I don't know. My life has no meaning. There's no relevance. What, what, a legacy is irrelevant. You know, anything else that I ever think of because I've got these two forces that are, you know, who am I, Job? You know, kind of thing. It's not the game. This is not a game here. Not, not in the... Not in the sense that, oh, we got to take this seriously, you know, but it, it's, it's, it is a game in that, you know, are we going to play? Are we going to have a little fun? Are we going to enjoy ourselves? Or are we going to bog ourselves down? And that's where I want to go to next in terms of words. Words have power. And uh, Melissa Hughes has words she's going to share with us as we continue here on Tell Me Your Story. I'm Richard Dugan, your host, and we're talking with... The gal who has uh, got a website, and it is called LiveRichSpreadWealth.com. I hope that you'll go to that website, and I hope that you will find out more about the work that, that Melissa Hughes, our guest, is doing. I have uttered these words many, many times, Melissa, and I then use different examples, and I won't use those examples because you know where I'm coming from. Words have power. Part of my book, Choices, has to do with matching your words to your choice. Yeah. And, the, the, you know, there's the whole thing about the glass being half full and half empty. I just want to know, what's it filled with? That's, that's just my question. Uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> give me a little Irish cream or whatever. Yes, anyway. there you go. <laughs> uh, but there's another one also that is along those same lines. Um, in terms of these two phrases. And then I want you to describe the person that this, these phrases represent. That's not bad. That's good. Those are two different people, two different mindsets. Totally different, yes. Yes, 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 yes. And so, I mean, so the person, I would say if I was going to describe the person, that's not bad is the is the like, let me give you something in spite of my person, like my, my mindset, right? Like, like, but the person that's like, that's great, that's good. This is a person that is a person that's full of like uh, abundance. That's not bad is like, eh, you know, that's kind of more scarcity, you know? So it's like, what can you do to really use the right words to get the right results? So when you're talking about this step and really getting introspection, giving people the steps, number one is you have to know that it's possible. Number two, you need to be in movement. Number three, you got to well listen and then be in movement and then be mindful of your words. What are you asking when you're looking at being guided, when you're looking at taking back your power and not being between this or that and you're getting the power from within? What is the question you're asking? It's dependent on the questions that that's where you get your results. And an example of that is if someone is like looking at their, you know, um, their bank account and they're like, oh, my gosh, you know, how am I going to make it through the month? Or please, you know, their prayer is, please, let me pay this bill to, the, you know, so I can get through the month as opposed to 
what can I do to make sure the next generation is okay? <laughs> like, 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 what can I do to make sure the next generation is wealthy and wise? What can I do today to support that? Even the children that never get to meet me, they're benefiting from the work that I do today. It totally shifts, can be the exact same issue. Yeah, yeah. The exact same issue, but one will elevate you and one will keep you exactly where you are because you're just looking for this month to be covered. And then the next month is the same thing. Whereas this other person is looking at like, how can I create generational wealth for other people? What does that look like? And if you're doing that, then guess what? By the byproduct is that you're taking care of. Yeah, 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 you're absolutely right. Uh, the words that we use are so important. I, I, uh, I even got into discussions with people on, on the, in regards to politics and elections and campaigns. And um, they, they would accuse me of being so, oh, Richard, you're just being naive. Come on, it's just politics. And I said, no, you don't understand. Words matter. Words matter. Words matter. matter. And, and so when I, when I hear a candidate uh, disparaging another candidate, I say, you just lost my vote. You don't talk about the other candidate. You talk about you. You talk about, about your. Yes. Yeah. What are you going to do? What are you right. going to do? Not what is the other guy not going to do? Or what yeah. is he going to do that's going to ruin things? Yeah. That's how much it matters because I want to know what is your plan? Yeah. Not that everybody else's plan is bad, but what's your plan? Yeah. yeah. Because that's how I'm voting. I'm voting, I'm voting for what you put before me. Yeah. And it's not even whether it's voting or just being in relationship with people, mm -hmm. the kind of conversations that we're having, life-giving conversations is where, you know, uh, like, for example, even when you're talking to your tuition, you know, you could say, what's wrong with me? Well, guess yeah. what? Nobody's going to answer that. Your intuition will never answer what's wrong with you because there's underlying belief that there's actually nothing wrong with you. You're right. Correct. Correct. You can do what does it need to look like so I can get over this hump, over this yeah. challenge. Now you can get some answers. Yeah. Matter of fact, uh, questions in your words. Right. Uh, one of my uh, previous guests, he was a, actually a rabbi. We were talking about his work and everything, and and he always used the word whenever a uh, a conclusion uh, was asked of him uh, that was accurate. He never would say yes or right. He would always use the word correct. That's correct. And I thought, interesting. And, and that's more accurate than saying right. Because right has, I can go to the right or, you know, that kind of stuff. So, right, right. you know, mm -hmm. and so there's, that's you know, correct. there's an accuracy in dialogue. Right, right, right. Or correct, correct, Richard, correct. <laughs> now I got you doing it. Yeah, and I have to remind myself all the time. We're talking with uh, uh, with Melissa Hughes about the work that she does, and, and I'm curious uh, where you are today. Uh, you have, I'm, I guess, is the right word facilitated? You have facilitated others in their in the manifestation of their vision you didn't do the work for them but you yeah. are you are sort of like a mentor slash obviously one of the titles are coach as well sure, sure, sure. yes so i definitely so i do facilitate that for them i always think you know um they already have the gifts mm -hmm. they already have what it takes but they might not have the blueprint for this kind of way of being and so when they're looking to serve the world, they might be in a job that they're not happy with. They know they can do more like like I did. And when you step out in that, you're stepping out of a different, there's a different structure for that. 
If we're going to work for somebody else, there's already a structure laid out. If you're looking to go into that and follow your purpose, well, how do you how are you able to sustain your family? How do you sustain, you know, the bills and all yeah. those things as you're making a difference? So that's what I do. I come alongside them. I call them the giants, you know. I come alongside them and I support them on being able to identify, well, what is their purpose? What's their vision? Uh, what's the, the highest version of that? How can we package them and position them in the appropriate way and make sure that their pricing makes sense? And then how do we implement that? How do they do their marketing, their sales? How do they run a business around their purpose so that they're in alignment as they serve the world and their legacy is not suffering as a result? Their legacy is actually exhilarated and in alignment with what they want to leave as far as a fingerprint on this earth. So that's what I support them on, monetizing their sole purpose. And then I teach them the systems so they can lock it in and they can get their freedom that way. That is Melissa Hughes, and this is Tell Me Your Story. I'm Richard Dugan, your host. And Melissa Hughes, I want to ask you in regards to uh, uh, what you were expounding on just a moment ago. This, I, I, and I, I'm actually going to acknowledge that I may have actually put a roadblock up for myself. Back in 1994... Way back in the olden days, I started a business, and it was called Fast Forward Audio Communications. And I uh, had the name registered with the state of Arizona. It's probably expired by now, but I'm not in Arizona anymore, so that's okay. Anyway, uh, so I went on for about a year. And I was keeping track as best I could of this, that, and the other thing. And then I go to file my taxes and I owed the federal government, not knowing that there was a Schedule C. Nobody said anything to me about that. I owed the government $3,000. I said, I'll never do this again unless, unless I have a CPA or an accountant who will take care of this so I don't have to think about it. Now, have I set up a roadblock or have I planned for a future business to where I'm not going to do this unless I have the people who can do the stuff I am, I'm not qualified to do, nor do I want to do. Um, and so I'm actually, maybe I'm, am I setting myself up for success in that regard? Because I say, these are the conditions under which I'll do this again. Absolutely. So therefore, you are setting yourself up for success. Okay. The world of entrepreneurship and business is not, you don't know everything when you get in there. Nobody does, right? And so as a result of being in action, you're going to learn. You're going to soar or you're going to fall off the skinny branch. Like this one or the other. But you learn a lesson. When you fall, you're just learning a lesson. That's all it is. Mm -hmm. It's not right or wrong. Right. And mm -hmm. as a result of that lesson, you're saying, okay, well, this following year, then I'm going to have a bookkeeper. I'm going to have someone that can do this stuff on a, whatever I'm paying and going in and going out. I'm going to work with someone that's a minimal compared to the account all the way through. But I can have my bookkeeper keep up my records. So when it's time to see what's going on, then I can work with my accountant, make sure I tee it all up to them. But that's an, that's a um, no one knows everything going in. So it's not a roadblock unless you say, oh, well, I'm not going to do it because I fell down. Yeah. Or I'm just not going to do it. I, no, I'm right. not going to do that again. Are you kidding right. me? And, and that part is the roadblock, not the yeah. fact that you found yeah. out something that you didn't know before. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. But that's why I say we have to give ourselves grace. Well, then I was in the right frame of mind at the time that I made that statement back in 95 when I put that darn tax form in the mailbox. 
<laughs> and and then put myself on one of those uh, payment plans. Uh, but right. it's it's but it's you know it, and and I I know a lot of people they get really cranked up over the whole issue of taxes, you know, and and bills and whatever you. But I look at it this way. And I don't know if this is you help me out on this as term in terms of a, a perspective that you would have on this. If if I earn a million dollars, okay. In other words, I put out the product or service, and I get to keep five hundred thousand dollars of that. I get to keep five hundred thousand dollars. I still made $500,000. Now, granted, it was gross of a million. 50%'s gone. I still have the other 50%, more than I ever. It's, it's along those lines of the, the ladder that I, I think I described it to you last time, maybe not, where when I was first in this business, I was making, I was getting maybe 10 and $20 at a time for little projects. 10 and 20, 10 and 20, 10 and 20. And that, that actually went on for probably... Oh, maybe 20 years. I mean, that was fine, you know. Every once in a while, it would bump up a little higher. Then in the 2000s, it turned into 50 and $100 bills. And 100 here and 100 there and 100 here and 100 there. And here we are in the 21st century in the 2020s. And it's actually really right up around 1,000 a shot. 1,000 here, 1,000 there, 1,000 here, 1,000 there. And it's been a gradual thing. Now, I'm 62. You had your first million at 31. And I'll go back to what I said before. It doesn't matter when you get it, but that you get it. Yeah, that's what you want. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, that's what it is. It's progressive. You know, I had a client I was talking to on Sunday. And she says, you know, I she's, it's tax time anyway. And I was like, all right, how's everything? And she says, I doubled. Yeah. I doubled what I made last year. And so is it perfect? Is it like, you know, what she wants? It's, it's not the crescendo by no means, but she now gets to pay herself as opposed to before she was just paying everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> now she got to take a salary. Now the half, she doubled it. So now she actually, it's not all in her account because she's actually buying real estate. She's putting it, she's diversifying. She's now been able to create enough revenue in her business that she can now think about expansion. Yeah. And, and putting seeds in the ground so that she's truly building this empire that she's always wanted to do. And so it is incremental, you know, and, I, and she's like, oh, but I'm only seeing this amount on the count each month. I was like, yeah, it's double from last month, last year. And now guess what? Next year, when it's double from there, then that's what it is. I said, well, you know, like, we're not here to be satisfied, but we are here to own the reality of what the situation is. Yeah. Every year it's incremental increases and you want to have grace around that. And actually sometimes, if you were to quadruple or 10 exit, it might break your business also. So just as bad as not making the money, having an influx of funds and then having to fulfill, whether it's services or products, can also break your business. Mm. So that incremental steady as she goes, that's actually something positive and to be said about that. Yeah. Well, I, and I, I'm, I'm happy with it because it serves me at a given time when it's really it's really needed, not when it's wanted, but when it's needed. And uh, it kind of goes back. To, I don't know. Did I share the story of the of the two gentlemen going to breakfast, lunch and dinner and the genie? Not a remember. All right. Well, there was this story that uh, I, I was I read about where these two gentlemen would go uh, go to breakfast. They went to breakfast one uh, one day and 
and uh, you've got, uh, let's just say, Frank and, and John, and, uh, and they have a great breakfast, great conversation, and the bill comes, and John picks up the tab and reaches in his pocket, and he pays the exact amount, including gratuity. Oh, very nice. And, uh, you know, of course, Frank thanks him for that, you know, and they go on their merry way. A few weeks later, they get together for lunch. Same same scenario. And John picks up the tab and he pulls out of his pocket exact amount plus gratuity. And they go on their merry way. Frank thanks him for that and so forth. They go to dinner. Same thing. Finally, Frank, as uh, John is paying the bill, he says, you know, uh, uh, John, you know, I first of all, I, I can't thank you enough for, you know, you've been you know, paying for the, the breakfast, lunches, and dinners we've been going out to. And I, I thank you for that. It was very, very nice of you. I'm very grateful for that. But I'm just curious, how is it that you always have exactly the right amount every time? He says, well, let me tell you. He says, I was going through uh, one of these storage lockers, you know, that I bought, and uh, I came across this, this lamp. It was all dusty and dirty. So I started rubbing it off, cleaning it up really good. And all of a sudden, this genie comes out the top. And the genie says, uh, thank you for releasing me. Uh, I, uh, I will grant you one wish, and you cannot wish for more wishes. Yeah. He says, um, hmm, well, can I get back to you? He says, sure, I'll be here, no problem. So a few days later, he comes back, and um, he says, okay, I know what I wish for. He says, I wish to always have what I need when I need it as far as uh, a monetary uh, necessities are concerned. And that is how he always had what he needed and so forth. And I've often thought about that in terms of the secret and the law of attraction. And they said uh, in one interview, I was talking to some people, they said they left something out. So not imp They didn't do it on purpose. And that is, are you certain that that which you are asking for, that you quote unquote want, is in your best interest, is for your highest good and your life's purpose. That's not to say the universe won't give it to you. But then doesn't that go right back to listening to the still small voice? Absolutely. And you know what? What happens, though, is that you can ask for whatever you want, but I do feel like intuition is only interested in what's going to serve you in the highest good. So you might not get everything you ask for. I mean, sometimes you can just go for it anyway. It has nothing to do with your intuition. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm, yeah. But when you're listening to it, it's only there to serve you in the highest way, to, to your highest self. Right. And that's what's so beautiful about it, because it's not there to steer you wrong. And it's going to, the gifts that you get from following that intuition, that, that small voice, are plentiful. And it's also, when I said you have to have the right mindset, because, you know, you can actually get more than enough. I do take a stand with my clients. I want them to make way more than what they need because I know that they're already the givers in the world. Mm -hmm. And I want the givers, that's already in their DNA. I didn't have to do that, right? They're the, they're the people that would give the last shirt off their back. I want to make sure they never run out of shirts. Ah, mm. that's a very good point. I actually, uh, and I have to reinstate this because I changed some account numbers around. Uh, I was actually contributing to the radio reading service that I got my start in radio with back in Phoenix. And uh, I need to reinstitute that because I, I, I believe that that is the ultimate format is providing the printed word to those people who, uh, who don't have access to it or who have difficulty with it. I remember moving here to Santa Barbara and um, they had the recordings for the blind and dyslexic. 
And I'm going, what? Dyslexic? Because I didn't fully understand what that meant. When I did, I said, aha, I get it. it that's perfect. Uh, so um, that's, that's, to me, the most important thing is that people have access to information. Whatever information they want, whether you Absolutely. like it or not, it's, right. it's up yeah, to I them. Like everybody else. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's why, Richard, that's why I want you to have not, not only what you need to cover, but I want you to have above and beyond because you're a giver. Yeah. So when you have above and beyond, you will actually give to others. And that's what spreading wealth looks like. Yeah. It's giving from your overflow. Do you find that the principle, uh, and I, I phrase it this way, the principle that there is always, the, I call it a universal law, that there's always an exchange. You cannot escape it. That in order for there to be a receiver, there must be a giver and vice versa. Yes, yes. And, I, and I, it's, it's totally true. And that's why when you cannot receive, it's a, it, it, it disrupts the ecosystem. Uh, yeah, the flow. Yeah, the flow. It totally disrupts the flow. So, so, so if I'm like telling my clients, look, if you can't receive a compliment, don't, you're going to wonder why you're not making money in your business. Because like, if yeah. you can't receive something as simple as thank you, you look great or whatever, then how are you going to receive any funds in your, in your business? Yeah. Like you have to be willing to receive just as much as you give. And if everyone, the people that I work with, I tell them, look, if you were receiving as much as you're giving, you'd be a millionaire already. Yeah. So open to the flow. Be mm -hmm. open to receiving. Yeah, absolutely. And and that's a hard one for a lot of people, especially coming from the old school, who will label that as charity. We don't take charity. Our family doesn't. And it's like, what are you talking about? How yeah. do you figure? If, if I was in need, would you help me? Well, sure I would. Well, then what's the difference? Exactly. What's the difference? It's bigger than us. It's yeah. always bigger than us. Yeah. Don't stop yeah. the flow. I mean, because that's someone's blessing to be able to give to. Mm -hmm. It really adds value to the texture of life when you're able to, oh, I have more than enough. Let me share with someone else. And everybody's not like that. They're actually takers all in the world that would yeah. not share if their life depended on it. Yeah. So if you're the givers and you've been giving, be open to receiving because that can help you. It can help your next generation. It can help your health. Mm -hmm. It can help your career. It can help so many things. Your life could be richer if you would be open to the flow of giving and receiving. Yeah. I don't know why this one phrase just keeps rolling through my head. Again, going back to my days uh, at that one station, uh, cast your bread upon the water. As it, the phrase goes, I'm going, yeah, but then the bread's all soggy. And that's not, that's not what it meant. <laughs> that's not what it meant. Melissa Hughes is my guest. LiveRichSpreadWealth.com is the website. And uh, we are here on Tell Me Your Story. I'm Richard Dugan, your host, along with Melissa Hughes. And Melissa, I want to ask you uh, uh, to maybe break down... Uh, into some bullet points, what we've talked about in this last hour. And we've covered a lot of ground. I understand that. But I think that these are principles and steps that uh, I think go a long way. I think we started out with, of course, listening to our intuition. Yes. And so it's interesting that you say that because I'm actually today starting a challenge, which is called Take Back Your Power. Ooh. And it's listening to your intuition. Um, and so, so what the steps are is... 
First of all, you have to know that it's possible, that you definitely have this companion. You're never going to be alone. Um, and you have to listen to it. Once you listen to it, know that it's not leading you. Move forward. Be in action and, 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 and keep it close. Um, then the other thing is be mindful of the questions that you ask. If you have a vision or a purpose and you have no idea how to get started, say, what does it need to look like for me to take the next step towards this with grace and ease? Understand that this can be done. It's the, it's the quality of your questions that you'll get the quality of your answers. Mm -hmm. And so I always ask, what does it need to look like for me to do this, whatever it is, with grace and ease? And I listen to that and I take that next step. And also, when you are ever overwhelmed, it's okay to, to, to take a step back. And, and talk to your intuition, mm. ask your intuition, what does it need to look like in order for uh, me to have a healthy and, and, and productive relationship with my child, with my daughter, with my husband? What does it need to look like for me to have a quality, you know, for me to go into business partnerships with this person? Is this, is this the right person for us to have a successful business together? Ask those questions, you know, be mindful of what you're asking so you can truly get the most the best relationship with your intuition. Mm. And, and and I would definitely say that this will, and, I, and I'm not saying ignore the facts, I'm not saying that, but know that you can trust yourself. So knowing what, it, what intuition is, knowing how to identify it, then knowing how to trust it, then knowing how to be in partnership with it is very, very important. This has been uh, another one of those really good, really great conversations uh, that I encourage uh, all of you to uh, listen to again. You can get the podcast or videocast, uh, SoundCloud and Spotify and a bunch of other locations as well as YouTube where they'll, you'll find the video. You can also go to Melissa Hughes' website, um, and that is liverichspread.com. Wealth.com. No spaces there. I'm putting the spaces in. I'm trying to emphasize here. <laughs> Live rich spread wealth.com. That's what Melissa's trying to do for all of us. She's assisting us in that process. Me, uh, me too. And uh, I look forward to uh, uh, an even more prosperous 2023. Again, Absolutely. I don't tag a dollar sign to it. Dollar signs are nice. Uh, but at the same time, that's not all that, that makes one happy. It's uh, a lot of times accomplishments and completions of projects. Uh, looks like uh, I won't quite make the publication date for my book, but I'm a lot closer than I was a year ago. But I'm still working on it, along with some other projects I'm working on. Uh, along with this, uh, this performance that's going on here in Santa Barbara. And I'm excited about that and how that's going to turn out and how I'm going to feel after the fact. And, and uh, you know, did I give it my all? Did I did I leave it all out on the stage, you know, kind of that's thing? That's right. That's right. Uh, and I guess the really the bottom line is, did I have fun? And uh, and I have to say up to this point, yeah, I'm, I'm having some fun. I, I have to work through my own personal issues regarding the director and his comments to, to some of the cast. Uh, <laughs> and make sure I'm prepared so I'm not part of the group he was talking to. <laughs> um, but then again, turn it around and support those who might need some help, even though I'm not the best at memorizing lines. Um, although it's interesting, I guess I've, I've started because I've memorized three lines uh, and uh, I'll either have one or two, depending upon which person they make me in, the, in that particular part of the performance. 
But it's been a lot of fun uh, talking with you and encouraging people to be a part of the work that you are doing and and encouraging them to get in touch with you so you can be a part of the work that they are doing. And um, we, we hope that they will do just that by going to your website again. LiveRichSpreadWealth.com is the website. And uh, Melissa, thank you again. I am going to ask you again as we go into 2023, those three questions that I ask every one of my guests. Uh, and uh, here we are. I still am amazed at uh, the fact that we've been doing this for 15 years. I'm also a little amazed, uh, Melissa, that every time I, I do this program and I make reference to it and so forth, I become plural. Yes, we hear it. Tell me your story. <laughs> bigger than you. It's bigger than you. That's that's it. Because if it weren't for the listeners, what's the point? And if right, it weren't for you, right. the 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 guest, um, oh, you know, and and it's a very exciting thing. Uh, and before I ask you those three questions, though, let me remind you uh, that I thank you for listening to and watching Tell Me Your Story. New paradigms for a new world. Uh, we're giving you choices and knowledge of those choices to help make your dreams come true. Sundays at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m., Monday mornings at 1 a.m., 9 a.m., Wednesdays. That's our special edition. And we stream live at those times at richarddugan.com. We are on SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, Stitcher, Player FM for the podcast and many others as well. And YouTube, where you can uh, you can subscribe, get notified at uh, both podcast or videocast locations uh, when we post new uh, interviews, new conversations. We also ask that uh, if you can, take some time and go within during this decade of perfect vision. We've got seven years left. Uh, but it doesn't stop there. But we're here now. So take some time. As one of my guests said, even if it's just 60 seconds, just a minute, okay? Just pause and, uh, and just relax and listen. And if you can support the work that we are doing, we are grateful for everybody who has supported us over the last few years. Uh, it's just been a marvelous blessing to us here. I, I, I don't know how I could express my gratitude any better than thank you, thank you, thank you to those who have helped and to those who will help, a thank you, thank you, thank you. And with that, we go to our three final questions. And um, you've kind of answered this during the program. And, and again, I did ask you last time, but I'll ask you again. Who is Melissa Hughes? Oh, you did ask me that. So Melissa Hughes is a servant heart that wants to make sure that I did the best that I can while I was here. What is it that you, uh, no, I stand corrected. What is your life, blah, blah, blah. what is your life's purpose? To support the giants and monetizing their sole purpose, answering their divine assignment and leaving an amazing legacy as a result. And... What was your best day? You know, last time I said, last time I said that day, right? Every day. So, but then I remember, I'll give you a different answer this time. One of my best days was, it's still, it's, it was a Sunday in Michigan. We were riding our bikes. It was like, everybody was healthy. It was beautiful weather. And we stopped by the water and I was just like, wow. Life is good. I find beautiful days out of the simple things in life when things just seem to be working. Mm. So last time I said that day, but, you know, any reference that I give, it's like, I'm thankful to be here. Yeah. Here wasn't guaranteed. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Today was not guaranteed. Not guaranteed. Yeah. Well, I will also tell you that this morning as I was walking, 
I had that sensation that you were talking about earlier, um, but I couldn't really define it. I, but it, was, it wasn't a sense of confusion. It wasn't necessarily a sense of anxiety. Maybe it was that sense of overwhelm uh, as I started to think about the things that are going on in my life. And I'm going, what is this? I wish this would just, you know, because I don't recall feeling that way for a long, long, long time. And I just, I'm going, okay, let's just, just, just breathe. Okay, just take some deep breaths and, and, and it's not necessarily going to get rid of it, but at least you'll oxygenate the body and maybe your brain can process what's going on and you can move ahead. And then, and of course I did, and I got into my work day and, and all is well, and it is a beautiful day, but we do have those days. We all have them. You have them, but I will bet you they're far and few between. I don't even know if they are like, I, but, but I do know that I don't know if they're far few between. It's just that I can get gratitude no matter what. I feel like I, I, I like pissing off the devil. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I'll find the reason that I'm thankful. I'm fine. Like every reason I can find to be thankful, then it doesn't matter. I'm, I'm like unapologetically thankful that I get to do what I do with the people that I get to do it with. I don't take any of it for granted. And it's all a blessing. And so, Richard, I'm thankful that we had we get to have these conversations, too. This is a blessing. And I just want to thank you for being that light week after week, session after session, podcast after podcast. Your heart's big. People feel it. They know it. And, and, and you're consistent. And I just want to thank you for who you are. Well, I thank you very much for those kind words. And I thank you for who you are. You have a uh, you have a great smile. You really do. And I would bet that your husband is, even if he's not 100% aligned with everything that you do, he is definitely, uh, he's got your back, as it were. Uh, he's there to support you in whatever it is that you decide that you want to do uh, to, to help others around you, which helps you, it helps him, it helps the two of you as a couple. Absolutely, it helps our family. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely so. Well, folks, that's going to wrap up this edition of Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World. Again, we're giving you choices and knowledge of those choices to help make your dreams come true. And until our next broadcast, podcast, videocast, love to love. And Jeanette, I am listening. <laughs>